Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast for March the 6th through, like, the 15th, 12th, <laughs> the 12th, 6th through the 12th. You know, I can count. And um, I'm Hollis Taylor, and I am one of your astrologers today. And you can find out more about me, join my astrology class, or... Uh, get a private reading from me at divineandrogen.com. And the class starts March 8th, so get signed up now. And what a great opportunity that'll be. I've learned so much astrology from Hollis. They are both a good teacher and a very good reader, I would say. Hi there. Great to be back. It's Bright Hawk. I am music musician, storyteller, co-astrologer, and author of the book The Dancing Hippo a gender-free book, and you can learn more or order the book at brighthawkproductions.com. And... Oh, I'm LaCrosse Ortiz. <laughs> I was already taking notes and we haven't even started. <laughs> I'm LaCrosse Ortiz, a uh, jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I don't have a website yet, so... Okay. Yeah. All right, my friends... So today I'm hoping to uh, take us all for a little ride. And so I want to give you a moment to gather yourself and collect yourself. Try taking a deep breath. As you shake off your day or let it go, I invite you to take a nice deep breath and just blow out all the stress. standing on planet earth and staring up at the night sky and as you're standing up up on that night sky as you're staring up on the night sky Notice all the beautiful stars 
you're able to get closer and closer to some of the stars that appear to be more like planets. The planets, they don't flicker, they just stay bright. And as you get closer to this planet, you realize that it has rings going around the edge. And this is the planet Saturn. Sometimes feared, but very much a part of growing up. And as you come towards Saturn, you can take a ride on the rings, you can sit right on the edge of the rings and float around the planet just like the rings. into this planet, you can feel how it holds boundaries, how it pushes you to take the next step, pushes you past that fear, past the hesitation, and past the self-doubt. makes it difficult to continue those toxic relationships and how Saturn asks you to grow up. It asks you to see things more maturely. But steady as a planet can be, it holds you firmly within its boundaries, safely and firmly, like a father, like a healthy father. A father figure, a system that can hold you safe give you safe space to grow. And in that stability, that space holding, we can be grateful. Because Saturn asks us
in to the planet Saturn, you recognize that this planet will always hold your structures and strengthen your will and help you step into your power. Personal empowerment is the message of Saturn. And as you are ready, you step off the rings and they shoot you back towards planet Earth, flying through planet Earth, flying through the universe towards planet Earth, and eventually coming back down to the Earth with your feet on the ground, and the dark sky of gratitude for the lessons of Saturn. I appreciate your music. My pleasure. So, um, so what you should know this week, the most important thing is that Saturn will move into Pisces and it's, it's already started. It doesn't, Saturn is such a large planet and the it's it's a transitional time it's not about the day it's about like the year leading up to it and the years afterwards you know it's kind of a, a period of time rather than one day like mercury retrograde has a shadow period and all that saturn kind of has that too especially because it's a big planet think about it it's slow moving and it also has those rings around it, right? So the bigger the planets, usually the, the sort of bigger the impact. Think about throwing a rock into water. The bigger the rock, the bigger the ripples out, right? So Saturn will move into Pisces early in the week. And so I just want to say that that's going to be um, sort of the theme. Oh, for sure. Uh, so Combined with the full moon. So right. <laughs> Tuesday, March, March 7th, 
it's big that that day is a big day it's a full moon in virgo and uh you know you have saturn moving into pisces which is a big everyone on the whole planet all of us will feel it you know it it moving out of its home sign it likes being in aquarius moving into watery 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 pisces so it's not a comfortable sign for Saturn because Saturn is about structure and Pisces dissolves structure. <laughs> so we'll see what it's like, right? We'll see what it, how it goes, but um, yeah, it's big for everyone. So if you have Saturn and Pisces, you're probably already feeling it. You have probably already been pushed or asked to do something you've to change something to move forward with something maybe it's a toxic relationship maybe it's a you know and it really probably depends on where saturn is in your house and then sometimes it has to do with what aspects saturn is in so if if saturn is um in pisces and it's aspecting, you know, Mars, it's probably going to ask you to do something about your temper or your actions, okay? And then, you know, if Saturn's in aspect to something more like, you know, Jupiter or Uranus, it might be asking you about your um, belief systems or other things like that. Mercury, it's going to be about speaking up. And it also will depend on what house it's in. For sure. So, you know, um, all of the houses have a different meaning. There's easy cheat sheets. If you want to know, just look for um, what do the house systems mean. Go into Google Images, and there are a whole bunch of little charts that will show you all the houses and what they mean and give you keywords for the houses. But essentially, Saturn <laughs> moving into Pisces is kind of like, it's the theme of the week. I feel like you're not, you're gonna notice it. Will you notice it? It's probably already been knocking on the door. It's asked you to change something. It's asked you to change your perspective. It may push you more towards spiritual things. Um, it may bust apart some illusions you had. Uh, so, you know, if you are under some sort of illusion, uh, you're probably gonna see that now. It will also depend, I find, on the person's sun sign or their rising sign. So, like, if you are a cardinal sign, which is um, is a little bit faster, the cardinal signs are like Aries, and um, if you have, so if you're Aries sun or Aries rising, you know, you'll be a little bit faster. So Cardinal would be, let's see here, it's, I always forget, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, okay? So those will be the fastest, okay? So they'll be the ones to get the message first. Now, then the fixed signs, which would be like, sorry, the mutable signs would be like Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces, okay? Now, because Pisces has Saturn in Pisces, if your sun is in there too, you're probably already got the messages and you're going, holy shit, how am I gonna change this? How am I gonna be able to do this? Is this gonna work? And it will depend on if you've been through a Saturn Returns or not. 
if you have, hopefully you're wise enough to listen to the messages ahead of time. If not, if this is your first time through and you're about 27 years old or somewhere in there, um, you probably gonna have to learn a few harder lessons, but just trust that they are leading to you to something better, I promise. On the other side of Saturn Returns, it always gets better. Every time. I came out of the closet. Look, it got better. <laughs> <laughs> and I found my voice, my path, my my what lit me up, what made me happy. And uh, that's the best thing in the world. Knowing what your purpose is, knowing how to make, you know, find love, joy, and happiness in your life. I think that's pretty great. And that's part of the gifts that can come, but they come because you're listening, you're doing the work. I have to say Saturn is a taskmaster. Are you doing it? Have you done it? Is it done yet? Mm -hmm. And I will. What's your plan? You know, and I want to add about the fixed signs because yeah, I yeah. didn't talk about them. I don't want to forget. Oh, finish fixed. So middle. the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio and Aquarius. And let me just say that if you have one of those strong placements as you're rising your sun or your moon, that you will probably hear the messages maybe, especially like if your rising is mutable and your moon is fixed, right? Um, you'll hear the message, but you may not, you may resist the change. Like, oh, do I have to? Okay. <laughs> you ignore the request the first three times because you and didn't really And I'm just going to say, don't wait till it blows up. Just, just don't. Um, just yeah, don't. It's, this is where I find that it's very, 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 very valuable. It's a gift to yourself to give yourself 20 minutes a day, whatever it takes for you. For some people, they can get it done in 10 minutes. Some people might need 30 minutes. But gift yourself a little bit of time to sit with yourself. And when you do, I promise you will get a download that tells you what to do next. And if you follow those downloads, you will get rewarded in the end. But if you hear those voices and you know what you need to do and you do not do it, that's what everybody's warning you about Saturn. That's when it feels like life gives you the proverbial two by four or rips the carpet out from under you. That's why everybody warns you mm -hmm. because, ah, oh, shit, man, I heard that little voice and I ignored it and bammo. So that's why we're trying to share that, mm -hmm. that there is wisdom in this in Saturn there is um, incredible gifts, but they come with work and they come with paying attention and doing the practice of staying, staying, staying the path, if you will. So I, I'm, I'm not, I think I was dreading it in the earlier. Now that we're here, I'm like, cool. But this right is on. your second time around. <laughs> well, yes, and around. I've done years of work leading up to this, knowing full well that if I don't do my work, look out. Right. And I don't want that. I've been down that road. I don't need to do that again. Right. So I've listened to the voices that have guided me in sometimes very insistent what manners. 
that um you know you know you've you've walked the path with me and i'm very very grateful for that so thank you so it's a, it's a big deal for everybody that saturn is a big energy and it's moving into pisces and that is you know now from what i understand it's going to move into pisces it's going to dance on this line between between aquarius and pisces it will go back and then come back again mm. Um, I didn't look up the retrogrades, but I have heard it. Yes. Yeah. It, so, of course it happens. But you know. for right now, Saturn's going to step into Pisces and kind of give us a heads up of what's going to happen first. So if you are not um, in your Saturn returns and, you know, maybe uh, you're, sat, you're lucky like me in lacrosse, at least for the time being. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, it's not time for your Saturn returns. Um, then, you know, Saturn, Saturn is going to speak. Saturn has, is very much the system, very much so. In fact, while Saturn was in Aquarius, you can think about what happened there around our system. In 2020, we had the BLM um the blm thing and that was a big deal okay and that was and you can see uh, a repeated pattern of our system being challenged um and with aquarius represents new technologies ai artificial intelligence and new ways and new ways of doing things and new thinking and out of the box ways and it also involves the collective and equality so aquarius has a lot of those traits which are really good okay and that's what's brought forth some of the movement we've seen okay some of the gifts we've been given are because of saturn in aquarius the the recent things that have happened Okay, now Saturn moving into Pisces is going, I think the last time it was there, wasn't it like the 60s? Or no, it was two times ago. It was yeah. in the 60s when yeah. you were born. Yeah. And in the 60s, it was like, you know, I always think of this because it was like peace, love, and happiness days. <laughs> okay, so, you know, it's not going to be necessarily bad for the collective. It could bring forth a lot of hey let's make peace which right now we could probably use more of that kind of energy right with the war in the ukraine right it would be more it's going to be more moving towards that but also saturn and pisces also included the war in vietnam which there was a reason for that peace love and happiness there was a reason the hippies came forth with that and i happen to like hippies so you know i i use that term in as an endearing way i love hippies i'm a hippie so um so just saying that's the big thing with saturn in pisces and there's already a lot going on in pisces we already have mercury the sun and neptune in pisces and saturn's just coming in to meet them and with mercury in pisces that's a you know that's communication the sun in pisces right now so if you have if you're a pisces sun or a pisces sun with saturn in there too i'm just gonna say you're probably gonna be feeling it right about now okay and mercury though and mercury is and the sun and saturn are all sextiling things in um aries which is fiery, which is like 
Juno in Aries and even um, Uranus in Taurus. They're they're sextiling, so it's actually a good communication. It's 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 gonna show us Saturn as it enters Pisces is gonna show us the good stuff that it's gonna bring in first. Okay. So how's the moon once we get later on in the week? I mean, Saturn's going to own the week, but yeah, Saturn's going to own the week and the and the full moon on Tuesday. I mean, so that's that's the big deal of the day, you know, the big deal of the whole week for sure. And of course, I should say what the moon in Virgo means. The moon in Virgo is about artistic beauty. I love that. <laughs> and Virgo. Virgo moons are adaptive, creative, charming, diplomatic, good-natured. The challenge side of a Virgo moon could be indecisive, self-indulgent, um, dependent, frivolous, uh, changeable. So, uh, oh, wait a minute. I did it again. That sounds like that. I was going to say, it sounded a little bit Libra. like Libra. I'm like, wait a minute. I did it again. <laughs> it's a full moon in Libra. Sorry. So the moon, sorry, a full moon in Virgo. So the moon will be in Libra on Thursday. So oh. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Wednesday and Thursday. But it's in Virgo on Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Sorry. I read the wrong notes. It's all right. Virgo Mercury is in Pisces. <laughs> Virgo is all about practical intelligence practical intelligence Virgo is about practical intelligence Libra is the artistic one Virgo practical super simple and of course intellectual and meticulous and industrious and steadfast and responsible Virgos are good at getting shit done um, on the challenge side they can be critical they can be High striving and standoffish, sometimes argumentative, potentially a hypochondriac, but they are thoughtful in their approach to life. And Virgos are really good community builders. So, yeah, mm. that's a Virgo moon. So, the full moon. So, remember on full moons, if you have a choice, don't schedule uh, surgical procedures on a full moon ever. <laughs> we just try to warn folks of that, you know, and be careful, be uh, mindful of of your physical self and, you know, don't get too spaced out. That's why I think people get themselves in trouble because they're not present and they trip over a curb or something. And the next thing you know, it's, ah. Right. So <clears throat> full moon in Virgo. And depending on where your Virgo placement is, that house will flavor what's going on for you. And so we can always talk about that more. But uh, on the interesting side of what are what are the aspects, on Monday, the moon has a, 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 a T-square with Mars and Saturn and uh, trying to Chiron. So that could be a challenge that could be a conversation that could be um you know the moon uranus unpredictable mars take action opposite saturn which is asking you is it done yet what's going on and trining chiron so interesting and then uh tuesday the, wait a minute i'm sorry 
Gosh, I have too many notes. I just read a day in December. Forgive me. Okay, the full moon in Virgo. We do have a T-square on Monday, but it's Mars and Gemini. And then the other side is Neptune, the Sun, and Mercury are all in Pisces. Oh, and they're in a T-square. So yeah. Gemini, Mars, Virgo, yeah. Moon, yeah. and Neptune, Sun, and Mercury, which are all in Pisces. Yeah. Okay. And that's going on all week, that T-square. Um, and so when the full moon is in Virgo, the there's a square with Mars. Uh, and that and it and the sun is also squaring Mars. So there's pressure about taking action, and that full moon, and you know, so uh, taking care of the collective. Uh, it's opposite Neptune, and it's also trining Pluto and trining Uranus. So you can see the square here, the T square. If you find the moon on the left hand chart, the one that says March seventh. You can see the moon down in the bottom, and if you look at it, there's a whole bunch of lines, but there's a lightest colored red going all the way up to Neptune there. But it's also implying that it's connected to all of them because in Pisces. Neptune is at the top. It's a blue-green fork-like symbol. In the blue symbol, it's at 24 degrees Pisces, and it's squaring the Mars over here in Gemini, which is the male like symbol, which is the circle with the arrow with the Gemini symbol, which is just the Roman numeral number two. And you can see that it has a red line going down to the moon. And so a T square is a, an opposition of two and then two squares. So the squares are easier to overcome while the opposition is almost impossible to to navigate so but we usually get caught in the opposition which this would be something about intuition because you've got the moon in virgo which mm. is intuitive okay. anyway and then you got neptune in pisces which is intuitive yeah opposite. so so mm -hmm. you might intuitives might be finding themselves torn between two different methods or a more practical way that they do things and feeling like they're not enough or something it's going to be squaring. The best thing to do is to just try both. Mars and in Gemini, try them both on. So if you're feeling pulled, if you're a psychic or you have two intuitive questions, like two things are pulling you intuitively and you're having a hard time making a choice, I'm going to say try on both of them. If you can somehow find a way to try on both of them, that would be your best bet so that you'll have a better answer. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. That would be March 7th. Okay. Right. So March 9th, there's a yod with the moon, Uranus, and the sun, and the, it's pointing at the moon. So it's going to be pulling in that direction. And the moon will, of course, be in artistic Libra, which I don't have to define again. But that's faded energy, right? Yods are fingers of God. Sometimes I've heard them even called yodes. But... um. <clears throat> Yeah, the yod's not quite showing up on this chart. No, but I don't think it necessarily would, but sometimes I can it can, but I have to like, you know, find the exact moment and all that. But um but my big notice on the March 9th is that the moon becomes into opposition and that's what I brought here on this chart. 
-hmm. was this is an opposition. The moon is in opposition to Jupiter. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter, and it's there's actually a T-square there. If you take a look at that a little bit closer, mm -hmm. you can see the dark red line going from the bottom where the moon is. You guys can all see the moon at the bottom of the chart in the fifth house. Mm -hmm. And it's going up to Jupiter in Aries. And, you know, all of those things around it are conjunct because they're all at the... They're Venus only <laughs> Jupiter. Yeah, and it's Chiron. all in the same degree there. And then it's all sort of... You can follow another dark red line that goes down to this diamond with a plus sign pointed down in the first house, which is Cancer, right? And so you can see that T-square, and then there's another line going down to the moon again, right? Again, the same thing is happening, but the moon is pulling on something good. So maybe there's some sort of emotional relationship or something like that that you have going on, some sort of emotional connection. And then with Jupiter and Aries, Jupiter in Aries with Chiron and Venus, and I was just listening to Christopher Renstrom, who was told us a great story. He's a storyteller, astrologer, about how Venus is a blessing with Jupiter, okay? And that it can bring blessings. But what I'm thinking here in this moment on March 9th is maybe that blessing could make a relationship difficult. And that's happened to all of us. Like you get something and then you realize so-and-so is jealous of you or something and you're like, oh shoot okay mm. and it's squaring that um palace athena over there in the first house which is your strategy so what you want to do is come up with a good strategy come up with a strategy that will help you deal with that in a good way whether you are the partner of somebody or something like that and you're feeling emotions that you don't normally feel there are strategies to deal with jealousy and things like that or other uncomfortable emotions that you're not sure where they came from there are ways to deal with it so I'm just saying you know you can look it up online but how do I deal with jealousy and there will be lots of great things one of the best ways I have found to deal with jealousy would be to um, if somebody has something that you really wanted is to instead back up and say, well, just because they have it doesn't mean that I won't get it. And number two, um, wouldn't I, don't I, and usually it's somebody you love or care about usually. So you can think, well, don't I want that person to do well too? I want that person to win. And so I, and if it was me, I would want them to celebrate it. So that's, that's how I sort of work through any jealousy that I feel. Okay. It's good advice. And, you know, do that before Saturday's Scorpio moon. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Scorpio moons can be jealous. Um, <laughs> there's also uh, a T-square on Friday with um, Venus and Pluto in the moon. Uh, and the moon is opposite Venus. Mm -hmm. So Venus moon opposition. What does that mean? A Venus moon is in opposition to... Uranus, right? So Uranus, it's it's sort of explosive. It can be like a lightning strike, but it's in Taurus right now, so it's usually pretty grounded. It doesn't always start a fire, but sometimes it can kind of you know mess things up a little bit. Um, and with your moon, with it in opposition to the moon in Scorpio, you're gonna 
that it's in opposition to the moon, right? Well, uh, the moon is opposition to Uranus and Scorpio on Saturday. On Friday, we have this big T-square with Venus and Pluto where the moon is opposite Venus because, of course, they're all in that cluster that you can see. But on the bright side, there's a grand trine. And the grand trine is with the moon, Saturn, and mm -hmm. Mars. So the, that has the potential to be a real blessing in the action department or the, you know, great opportunity to launch something or take action you mm -hmm. know that's a really nice friday looking thing there yeah so mm -hmm. right away i start to think about um i right away i start to think about the, if the moon's in opposition to venus and scorpio there and the t-square um the t-square is with pluto and so that's change and so is in, in the grand trine with Moon, Mars, and Saturn, I'm just going to say embrace the changes that you've already been thinking about. Mm -hmm. If you embrace those changes, it will be so much easier. Just step forward into the changes you know you have to do, and things will get easier for you. Instead of fighting against it or resisting, we all have a tendency to resist what's good for us. I'm not really sure why, but we do. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> it's a deep human nature question. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a weird thing, but most of and us do. And I think do. it's a pendulum that swings as well. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's why the angel devil on each shoulder joke works because we all go, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and you know, so just try not to pick up that dr that extra drink or that smoke or whatever it was that you were trying to put down. Just try not to do that and instead engage in the more positive change that you wanted to do. You know what it is. You know what you got to do. So just get her done. That's that's my advice on that on those this week, this whole week especially anybody that's in their Saturn returns and with the all of the T squares and the and the grand trine because a grand trine is a blessing but it's only a blessing if you light up all the points and so that's emotion action and Saturn which is usually change and so you have to light up all the parts to get the blessing mm -hmm. so that's how trines usually work so if you have a grand trine um in your chart i'm gonna say that if you think that's such an easy piece for you or you're going i don't notice that there's something you're not engaging in the t in the grand trine there's something you're not doing so if you just engage that it will get better great advice so scorpio scorpio moon is about imagine imagination and determination and it's ambitious. So again, there it is again. We taking action this week on things that you've been working on for a long time. Very good timing. Um, Scorpio moon can also be emotional. It could be obstinate. It could be secretive. It could be potentially jealous. That's why I said do some certain things. Be careful. This is, um, you know, you still want to be careful about what you say and how you say it because these are some intense aspects. Mm -hmm. uh, Scorpios can sometimes be resentful and potentially domineering. But most, most, most important about Scorpio is that they are spiritual in their nature. 
So um, it could be a beautiful thing or it could be a challenge thing, depending on how you work it and where it is in your chart. Um, so yeah, there, there you have it. And you also have a yod on Sunday with the moon. Again, it's pointing at the moon. So it's a powerful Scorpio moon on Sunday. It's a little weird though. It's not so powerful because it's also a void Scorpio moon at the end of the day. And so when we have a void moon, it's like, take a rest. It's okay. But this yod, I don't know about taking a rest. It's Mars and Venus pointing to the moon. So, and it's a trine with Neptune and a trine with Mercury. So, and a sextile with Pluto, square with Saturn. So yeah, faded mm -hmm. energy. So what I noticed is that we also have some kites um there's i know uh it might be harder for you guys to pick it up but you can kind of see the shape of a kite down at the bottom where the moon is and how it's it's in um the moon is in libra and the one and then in scorpio it gets a little bit um it gets a little bit faded but it, it while it's in those degrees it will be creating a kite and they go up um towards the 10th house with mercury and um palace athena in uh cancer and they're kind of they kind of tiptoe up there at um with all of that action going on in uh taurus and so what i want to say about this kite these kites that'll be going on the 10th and the 11th is that you want to engage those outer pieces so you want to try to talk about what you have going on and you want to come up with a good strategy so march 10th and 11th whatever you're dealing with don't get into the opposition part mm -hmm. which would be very much um could be very much about commitment mm -hmm. or belief systems and things like that especially with aries or it could even be someone with a very fiery aries energy with your more cooperative energy or vice versa okay somebody wanting to cooperate and you're ready to take off okay instead take a moment to talk about especially on the 10th um take time to talk about your strategies and then on the 11th it will become a little bit easier to take action and then um as we get to the 12th it will be even easier so that's what i remember seeing about that's why i put these charts in there was because it's a kite over a couple of days that will kind of change and shift the way it is and you want to engage those outer um sextiles and trines so that you can light up the easy parts and make it a little easier for you just like if you are flying a kite you want to pull on that middle string but you want it attached to your outer sides of your kite right because it'll make it easier to fly if you know and so if you want to fly i'm saying go ahead and slow down talk about your strategies find a way to engage everyone in those strategies even the person that's trying to rush ahead and um you know and pay attention to your structures especially with uh, saturn and pisces um it could be pushing more for more love peace and happiness you could start feeling that kind of energy where you feel like everyone has to cooperate. So. Never a bad thing in my book. I love love, <laughs> peace, and happiness. <laughs> so 
I think it'll be, I think uh, Saturn and Pisces energy overall for the next couple of years, um, although we may experience some structure failures, um, I think the structures that fail will have um, already be made of sand anyway, if that makes sense. They're the ones we want to fall apart, you know, like the way the dollar bill runs healthcare. I don't think anyone likes that. Um, and I think that there are a lot of parts of our structures in this country and, and around the world that make a lot of humans uncomfortable. And I think that some of those structures are probably going to fall apart. And that could be a real great blessing for all of us, frankly. So, you know, if some of those structures already feel like they're going to fall apart because they're kind of made of sand and you can kind of see them falling apart anyway at their edges, the water's going to wash them right through because Pisces is a very watery sign. It's very much like the ocean and it will wear things down. So um, it will sort of wash away the sand is what I want to think of. So if you have a strong structure, it'll probably stay. It'll probably survive, right? But if you have a structure with, you know, stone falling apart and stuff, it's probably going to wash away, you know, Atlantis. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> But it won't be a bad thing. I think it'll be good stuff we want to get rid of, you know. So. All right, my friends, and let's do that tarot reading now. Okay. And so I'm going to do a tarot reading for this week for everyone, for the collective. And let me turn off my screen share for a minute. There we go. And then I'll put this up. So please, as you listen, hey, hey, LaCrosse, did you have anything you wanted to share about this time? Uh, well, right from the beginning, when we were talking about uh, Saturn and the work, and we're still in the season of the wolf, um, and there is no lazy wolf in the pack. It's all about the work. It's all, everybody is doing a job. So whether it's taking care of the cubs, whether it's running out to get food, whether it's just scouting to make sure there are no threats. And I think it, there's they're always working, 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 and there are no lazy. But then with all that work, they get the pride, they get the food, they make sure that everything's protected. So they do get the fruit of their labors. So I think that kind of coincides with the wolf that with Saturn, you don't do the work, you're not getting anything. You know, if the wolf doesn't go out to hunt, he's not going to eat. That's it. If he doesn't check the perimeter, the pack's going to get attacked. So it's the same thing. If you do the work, you get the reward as with the with the pack. If you do, if you do your job, everything works out for, for the best. So that's what kind of came to me with, with Saturn and, and that part. I that's like awesome yeah. yeah especially since packs are pretty much a system yeah and that's, that's i mean and you all win together when you work yeah. together you know mm -hmm. and you're right there's no no lazy wolf <laughs> no lazy wolf right i don't nope. think he could last very long in the pack nope <laughs> then he has to be a lone wolf and that's probably not very much fun 
All right. No, for some, maybe. Maybe that's why lone wolves are lone. I don't know. Well, they, they don't, don't survive long. Yeah, I've watched right. a, I watched a documentary that was talking about lone wolves, and they don't really know why it's random. Yeah. Uh, and why some wolves go off by themselves, but they usually, sometimes they're males that have challenged another male, and then they get put out. And then uh, that was the best they they could come up with. And and it's not always a male, but often it is. And and yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. And I was just thinking maybe it's, you know, maybe they are meant to be some, I think some people are meant to spend some time alone. So sometimes it's meant to happen. All right, my friends, I'm going to offer you a remember to look for your there will be a prediction for this week, a forecast for this week for your sun sign. Okay, so for your sun, moon or rising, that's what you want to look for. Okay, and so here we are. First, the first card for the collective is the Knight of Cups, and this this is very much an organized, a well-attuned, but very much a Pisces, (laughs) Um, masculine, um, but watery person, because this person is going to be holding the structures and bringing the structure together and creating exactly what you want it to look like, okay? And so that's exactly what this is all about. This is a reminder of your visions of how you want things to look and your vision, especially around emotions. Maybe you've even put some messages out there to the to the universe. Can you really help me make this happen? Can you help me with this? Whatever it is, like you have a little prayer or wish or whatever you've done there. That's what that little bird with the message little love letter there that's what that's all about is it's pretty much about an emotional being that has already sent messages out to spirit asking for help and so this is a reminder about what messages have you sent out what have you put out in the universe what have you asked for and maybe you haven't asked for anything and maybe that's the problem (laughs) so sometimes you have to ask i firmly believe that sometimes you just have to ask and um, so that's exactly what this is all about, is reminding you what you have or haven't asked for. And then this is for the right here and now, right? And this is the Nine of Swords. And this is kind of a ethereal card. Like, I don't know, it's kind of uh, hard to grasp. And that's because this is thoughts and actions together that are trying to happen. You're trying to put them together. And this is a reminder to get practical. This is a reminder to get back to the earth. Take a walk in the forest, get connected to the earth because it will help you take better action. Even if your action has very little to do with nature, it doesn't matter. Nature will help your mind think more clearly. Um, That's just what happens. If you go sit under a tree for a few minutes, your brain will start to connect to nature and next thing you know you'll think of how to resolve your solution you'll think of a great solution to things so that's pretty much what this card is all about and then you know we were just talking about the lone wolf 
I don't know, maybe somebody out there needs to hear about being alone and that being alone is perfectly okay. Because this is the hermit card. This is about taking that time out for yourself. Maybe it is alone. Maybe you need to go for a walk and just think quietly. Maybe you need to spend Friday night alone. I don't know what it is, but don't be afraid to be alone. That's pretty much what this is. This is about embracing that alone time to allow it to open your mind and lead you to better things. In my opinion, sometimes being the lone wolf is necessary. Sometimes you have to travel from one pack to another. You know, um, that is definitely what happens. I know with some of those wolves, the lone wolves, they end up joining a different pack and then they're just fine. So, um, and sometimes that's what happens. I know when I've left groups of friends because they're toxic or whatever, I've had to walk through and take action and then I'm alone for a little while. But usually on the other side, I usually find that much better friends and I find a better connection or a healthier connection, something I can appreciate more. So remember my friends, whatever you're asking for, whatever you asked for, whatever you put out there in the universe that you were emotionally connected to, well, Saturn is here to deliver it. Saturn and Pisces, this is pretty good. This card is like Saturn and Pisces all over the place here, okay? And um, and it's very much uh, emotional, but it's also about messages from spirit. Um, so make sure if you didn't ask for whatever you're looking for, ask now. It's a good time. And <laughs> And as you are making your actions, get in touch with nature. Go out into nature so that you can put your thoughts and actions together. Maybe you just feel a little scattered or your brain's not functioning quite right and you just need a little time to get your brain back in place. And the best way to do that is to connect with nature. And that's what the Nine of Swords is all about. This is that's why the girl in this or the person in this that you can barely see you can see it's kind of ethereal like like it's her spirit is connected to the tree she's kind of leaning up against a tree and that's because like most of the time if you just touch a tree put your head on a tree hug a tree you'll get messages I swear trees are directly connected to the divine I know I'm a tree worshiper hippie but I'm just saying <laughs> if you <laughs> If you put your head on a tree, watch. You'll get the message that you need. Okay? <laughs> and going forward, don't be afraid to be alone. Don't be afraid to take that lonely walk. Don't be afraid to walk away, even though it may feel like, but I won't have any friends. These are a bunch of toxic assholes, but I have to walk away from them. It's okay. Walk away from them. It's okay to be alone. I promise. It won't last long, and it's just a period of time maybe you are your best company maybe so yeah <laughs> yeah so um so my friends good, good job wow that's our it's message for the collective <laughs> yeah so funny that one card's definitely like saturn pisces oh my gosh <laughs> and both of the other cards are kind of ethereal like watery like like you know just look at them they're like you know the pictures are even hard to grasp, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like your water. Like... Here we go. <laughs> Hope you like water, friends. Yeah. So <laughs> get ready for the ride. <laughs> right. Get ready for the ride. Exactly. All right, my friends. Well, I hope you have a fantastic time. Please 
try to find your zodiac sign. We're about to, to after these, after this is the collective reading, this is for everybody, no matter what your sign is. And then we will give a separate reading for all the different zodiac signs. So you can find your zodiac sign, whether it's your sun, moon, or rising. You can also listen for your Venus and Mars if you want, especially if you know what house they're in and you know how to apply them. Okay, my friends, but it's helpful to listen to at least those three, sun, moon, and rising, and that will probably be the combination for your week. <laughs> all right, please subscribe and share and like and all of those kinds of things. Thank you. Many thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.